Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the On the Pony Express podcast. Part of the On3 network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at OnThePonyExpress.com. Now, now, here's your host, Billy Embody. Billy Embody. One, two, three. Let's go. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. We have some breaking news into the podcast, but first, we are presented by Status Jet. Our friends at Status Jet can help get you from point A to point B with a level of luxury that you should expect from a chartered uh, jet experience. Getting you guys not only from point A to point B with that meticulous approach to finding the right aircraft for you, the crew, all of the things that you expect from a private jet experience, they can do for you. They can also help you buy and sell an aircraft. Reach out to them at 866-405-1225. Go to statusjet.com and tell them on the Pony Express sent you or mention code PONYUPACC to help you elevate your flying experience with a private jet. The Super Bowl is this weekend. You're losing time, but there is still that opportunity with their team. They can handle you guys um, and your need uh, to get from point A to point B in a private jet. Uh, If your plans fell through with other companies, they'll be happy to help you as well uh, as get you uh, a jumpstart on your spring break trip planning as well with Status Jet. So reach out to them, David Henry and his team. Proud supporters of SMU Athletics and the On the Pony Express podcast. Well, Rhett Lashley uh, chirped me a little bit uh, when we were talking at uh, the uh, signing day press conference for him and his program, saying before I ask, uh, they do have news on a um, 12th game, and that game is going to be a week zero matchup in Reno, Nevada, playing the Nevada Wolfpack. Uh, So SMU does get its 2024 schedule complete with the news of that game being scheduled. SMU gets to take on uh, that program, which uh, went um, two and 10 last year in 2023 and finished two and six in Mountain West play. The Wolfpack will return to the Hilltop in 2028 for a home game. So this is a home and home series. But big news for SMU and and critical news because this is an FBS game. There was the potential that SMU was going to have to play an FCS game and and or which would involve uh, adding an eighth home game, which SMU had already billed out uh, those season ticket costs. So they avoid kind of having to navigate that as well. Um, again, Vanderbilt uh, had uh, bought out the game. Uh, and the series for SMU this season and, and years to come, dodging the Mustangs, which uh, Rhett Lashley uh, kind of made light of as well, saying kind of what a world that uh, a program in the SEC is scared to play SMU. But that is what happened. Uh, Vanderbilt bought out the series, opening this uh, 
opening this window for SMU to, to add a different game. And uh, they will do that uh, now with Nevada. So Rhett Lashley and the Mustangs will play. Uh, it'll be August. Um, yeah, get ready. August uh, 24th um, in Reno uh, to kick off the college football season. I do believe that also means that SMU will start camp a week earlier. So look at that. SMU is uh, going to be getting us even quicker to uh, the 2024 football season. It also means SMU will have a bye week baked in uh, before the Mustangs uh, take on, uh, I believe it'll be TCU. So they'll play, um, yep, they'll play, they'll play Nevada, they'll play Houston Christian, they'll play BYU, and then they'll get a bye ahead of the TCU game, which will be nice before that kind of murderer's row run of uh, TCU, Florida State, and Louisville three straight weeks there in that schedule that completes the 2024 football schedule. So now we can start breaking it down, which we will do later this month, um, right around the start of spring ball. I've already got some kind of state of the ACC pieces for you guys at OnThePonyExpress.com where we will break down uh, with some beat reporters what SMU is walking into when it comes to the ACC. We'll also um, have that for you guys um, on on the podcast format at some point we'll we'll kind of we're going to kind of break it up I'm not going to ask too much of the beat reporters to just do some homework every other month it seems like but what we'll do is we'll have them break down their teams going into the spring practice and kind of early spring ball um, and then post spring ball we'll have them on the podcast as they kind of go into summer and then once we get into the season we'll have them back on and, and do some fall camp stuff and things like that so I'm excited about that um, it is kind of not full off season because SMU will start spring ball at the end of February. So I mentioned that on the pod, either kicking off this week or um, next week or last week. But SMU just weeks away from starting spring practice. And now they have their uh, entire schedule set. And they also have tweaked their coaching staff, which Rhett Lashley talked about uh, with the media uh, Wednesday night. So here are some of the Tweaks to the program uh, for you guys is uh, we know that uh, SMU does love itself some co uh, coordinator titles, but some of these were deserved and some of these were used to fight off some of those uh, uh, programs coming after um, some of SMU's coaching coaches on staff. So uh, Casey Woods returns as offensive coordinator and tight ends coach. He's also chief of staff. So Rhett Lashley giving him a little bit more. leeway to kind of work with him and kind of make sure the direction on some things that he wants done is, uh, you know, being that being done that way. Uh, And then you also have Scott Simons who returns as defense coordinator, which is a huge, huge deal. And uh, SMU was able to hold on to him, gets a new deal done um, and gets that reworked, but also fought off, you know, multiple jobs that were big time jobs um, that, that Scott Simons you know, was being looked at and rightfully so for the work he did at SMU. Um, and he uh, is is back on the hilltop along with Ricky Hunley, who does get promoted to co-defensive coordinator and Maurice Crum gets promoted to co-defensive coordinator. And then uh, uh, Calvin Thibodeau is back as a defensive line coach. Sam Dunham is of course is now the edge rushers uh, coach. And then you've got on the offensive side, Kyle Cooper, special teams coordinator, running backs coach, Rob Likens, Associate head coach, co-offense coordinator, wide receivers coach, uh, Garen Justice, assistant head coach, offensive line coach, and now adds co-offensive coordinator 
to his title. Um, and then uh, you have uh, – that is kind of it, I think. And then Deer King, quarterback's coach. So um, that was some of the tweaks that uh, Rhett Lashley announced with us, the media, on uh, Wednesday. And uh, now it's kind of full bore uh, towards spring ball. The coaches will get off, uh, get some time off here, uh, you know, post-signing day. And then they will return back to work when they'll get, you know, really ramped up for spring practice. So uh, we will have that coverage for you guys as that unfolds. Uh, as we as we get closer to that, we'll have uh, your full coverage of that. Um, but for SMU, uh, this is a... Uh, a time of year where um, you're going to see, you know, a lot of kind of resetting. This is that time where SMU can uh, relax as a coaching staff and the players are back at work um, with uh, Sean Griswold. They'll start getting into their OTAs later this month in tune up in a, ahead of spring practice. And, and we'll talk a lot about that as, as it gets closer, but uh, I wanted to kind of focus on now that the schedule is set for the most part, one, you do have uh, this kind of. Uh, I, I think the the lineup is it goes three 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 uh, in terms of the schedule. So you get three weeks in a bye, three weeks in a bye, three weeks in a bye, and then the season is over with that final three game stretch uh, for the regular season at least. And Rhett Lash was asked um, during our media session just kind of how uh, you go through the schedule in terms of physicality. And, and what that means for the program. And he had a good answer about why, in particular, SMU goes out and addresses in terms of depth, offensive line, defensive line. Those are all critical pieces to get through the course of a season. And we saw it with SMU's rotating of wide receivers and running backs last year. We saw it with the defensive line, what that can do. But it'll be even more paramount and why it's important to get that quality for this type of a schedule that, that SMU now has to, has to battle. The physicality is not any different in terms of, you know, we played Oklahoma this year. We played TCU. We played Boston College. Our guys are used to that, you know, year before we played at Maryland, TCU, and so on. It's not the one-game physicality is any different. You know, I mean, obviously there's not a lot of easy games. You know, the average and, and below-average teams are still better than maybe what you're used to playing. So every week's a, a big deal. It's going to be the cumulative effect week in, week out. You know, instead of playing two to three of those type of physicality games, you know, if we played Memphis, we played Tulane, it's just as physical. You know, it's just week in, week out, we didn't play those caliber of teams maybe on the regular. And so now when you look at 10 or maybe even 11 of your 12 games every year are going to be that. That's why we needed the depth because, you know, the in-game play-by-play physicality isn't there, but the beating your body takes over time does add up. So it makes a lot of sense with with how they're addressing the offensive and defensive line. Um, we talked about on the last podcast, Blake Burris being added, a guy that has that was injured uh, after the first few games for Texas Tech. But you bring in a guy who's about 6'4", 6 300 pounds. That's the type of depth piece SMU needed to add. They're still going to go after another defensive lineman. They're still going to go after another corner. They're still going to go after a tight end. And we've got some roster notes for you guys uh, just in just a bit minute before um, we go through uh, some of the signing day takeaways that, that Rhett Lashley shared with us at the media. Um, and as well as just kind of picking up uh, some things from talking with coaches. And, and uh, we got this great event last night at uh, the Armstrong uh, Fieldhouse and SMU broke it up where the media was invited from five to six season ticket holder, six to eight 
Um, and, and so I'll leave kind of the six to eight stuff uh, for the most part alone uh, because that was a closed event. But when you look at the five to six, that's unique that SMU does that with Rhett Lashley taking about 30 minutes to meet with us and talk about the signing class, the transfer class, all of those things that SMU has now coming down the pipeline with the transfers and then also making the assistance available to get in-depth you know, coverage of, of where those guys' heads were at when it comes to how they went out and got some of these guys, what they think about them when it comes to the uh, their, their ability to contribute to this team. Those are all things that are – you see it across the country at some programs, but it's not universal in terms of that happening. So I think it was really cool that SMU put that together for us. Um, in the media and, and allowed us to to spend that time with the coaches. But so let's jump into some of the, the roster moves that happened. The roster was at least updated with names and some numbers on uh, Thursday, or at least, um, you know, could have been Wednesday night or what have you. But uh, a few players are at least no longer on the team, uh, according to the roster. Um, so if there's some sort of uh, we'll, we'll find out if there is some change, but uh, some guys that are no longer, Listed on the roster, at least, are, are some guys that make general sense about, uh, or they're not surprising, I guess I should say. But running back Velton Gardner uh, is no longer on the roster. Safety Bryce McMorris is no longer on the roster. Offensive lineman Dalton Purdue is no longer on the roster. And Cam Allen, uh, a tight end, is is no longer on the roster. Those are the guys that had eligibility left that are no longer listed. For three of the, those four guys, it uh, kind of makes, or two of the four, it kind of makes sense in terms of injuries. Uh, Bryce McMorris and Dalton Purdue battled a lot to be be able to, uh, in Bryce's case, return to the field. And then Dal- Dalton's case just battled. Uh, it, I felt like with Dalton, it was a lot of ankle here and there. And he was never able to kind of realize his potential. I loved him uh, coming out of high school. And Bryce McMorris, um, you know, having that um, – knee injury derail his career really just sucks because he's an awesome kid as well. So um, when it comes to that, um, those guys are moving on. Velton Gardner has played a lot of college football. He could end up portaling, I guess, uh, after the season to play somewhere else. Um, But when you look at uh, what SMU has at the running back position and now bringing in Derek McFall, Amber Shard, Smith, kind of makes sense that he's the odd guy out. Um, in terms of carries, I mean, he only got a couple. I thought he did well when uh, he got opportunities, but he's now moving on. And then Cam Allen could never just catch on in a role. I think he played special teams this year, but um, SMU will be and has been looking at tight ends in the transfer portal to try to address that position because now it is somewhat thin on that front. So you've got to address that position. We know that's one they're looking at when it comes to uh, the May transfer portal period. So Those are the roster moves that I know about. It's worth noting, I'll say, that one of the new numbers was kind of interesting. Jonathan Jefferson, the Georgia defensive line transfer, is going to wear 94, which is Braylon Jackson's number. So we'll see what happens there. I guess Braylon will, at the very least, have to change his number. Um, But um, that is kind of the news of of the day for the most part. So um, now we can jump into kind of the back half of this podcast and uh, share with you guys that uh, there's a lot of uh, fun things to take away from the signing day event um, with SMU. But first, let me quickly remind you guys about our friends at Big Game USA, the official game ball 
uh, provider of SMU made right here in Ad- Addison. Uh, you can go check them out. They're going to have some fun uh, new footballs that'll come in at some point. They're working with the staff on it now, but you can get 10% off with your promo code BEON3. That is B-E-O-N, the number three for 10% off your order plus free shipping. That's the official game ball, real leather, handmade here in Addison. So check them out, biggameusa.com. Be on the lookout. They are planning to release a new ball at some point. And it uh, could be fun to to get that one for what is a special 2024 football season. Get it ahead of spring ball. It's gonna the weather in Dallas is already starting to you know, turn around here, and and uh, you know we'll see if we can uh, escape winter without uh, another um, round of uh, being frozen out into you know a winter one wonderland. But back to uh, the pod, SMU. Uh, one of the key staples, I think, of this recruiting class in terms of the, the transfers, and we'll start there. And I know we've talked a lot about the transfers, but this is a defensive line. And SMU has gone out and addressed this position in a way that you got to feel good about if, if you're an SMU fan because you know how critical that defensive line was to the turnaround this year. And we know they saw it come together in the safety group, and we know that the corners were really impressive, and the linebackers took – they were a question um, going into the season last year um, and turned into one of the strengths of this team. And you can see why Maurice Crum uh, got a well-deserved promotion there. But um, as Scott Simons, uh, you know, was really high on him and his ability to develop his group. But having the ability to rotate the way they did, we saw that in the in the game against Tulane. SMU just overpowered uh, that group of, of, you know, Tulane offensive linemen for the most part. And SMU is able to uh, obviously come away uh, with a um, AAC championship because of the defensive line. But I think the good thing is when you look at this group, and this this group now sits with uh, Tank Booker, big, big man in the middle, uh, who's going to be a, a, a Jordan Miller type. You're going to have Mike Lockhart, who is really, really productive and has played college football for multiple years. You're going to have Jonathan Jefferson, who has a chance, I think, to be really, really good. Kind of maybe the Elijah Roberts of this year breaking out with a new fresh start um, and being a, a, a high-level contributor. And then you have uh, Jafar I. Harvey, who is really impressive. You have Blake Burris, who we who we mentioned. And then you have Omari Abor, who has a chance with a fresh start to, to turn it around, I think, in his career. That group, the good thing is, is it's not um, – a group, a, a position that you have to be just this uh, savant when it comes to the film room. You you need to have the physical tools and ability. And if they can get some of the bodies right, like a tank book or maybe drop it some weight, uh, get Mike Lockhart, continue to just you know, develop him and, and get him as ready as he can be for his one year, then you have a chance to have a group that can be really formidable uh, for SMU's first season of the ACC. That's the good thing about playing D-line is – I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's not it's not as complicated as playing quarterback or safety or you know what I mean. Like I think Coach Tibbs and Coach Simons do a really good job of of letting those guys play. And so I think that you know, of course, the 15 spring practices, the summer and the fall camp, they'll be able to pick up what we do based on where they've been. Um, it's going to be a matter of just you know getting them comfortable in the system with the guys, how we do things, how we play team defense getting them in shape for how we want our guys to run the ball, all those kind of things and the newness of maybe how our culture does it versus others. But, you know, they're all veteran guys. 
they're not like one-year guys who are now leaving. I mean, you look at Big Mike at West Virginia and Jefferson at Georgia and uh, Burris at Tech and then Tank at Arkansas. They've, they've played a lot of ball. And so you anticipate the maturity of being at a different level than a high school kid to where by the time we get to August, if we do our job and, and they're willing, which they have been great so far, that I think they'll, they'll be ready to go. And we need them. I mean, if you look at our defense, a lot returns. But the, the middle of our defense and the D-tackle spot in the corner, we lost some guys. And so that's that was a big position of need for us. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it sure was. And SMU will go out and, and try to find one more defensive tackle to make make things work on that front. And and if they do, if it's the quality that that you know you would hope a guy that could be a true rotational guy, maybe. I mean. You know, this is why we talk about uh, Pony Sports DTX. I mean, so why they're they're raising money is to go out and find a guy that can be a difference maker for SMU on the field um, at the defensive tackle spot and and another you know spot is cornerback that Rhett Lashley mentioned and Deuce Harmon has done it in the SEC. He's played on a very good defense. I think SMU would love to find somebody with some years um, to come. But um, talking with uh, the coaching staff and Ricky Hunley, I mean they. They they credited a lot of Deuce Harmon, um, you know, being at SMU to Jonathan McGill, just you know, being a guy that can recruit, um, you know, for SMU and being an example of why this worked out. Um, the staff credited a lot of the Miami guys for recruiting Jafar Jafar I. Harvey, who I mentioned um, on podcast past that you know Texas A&M turned up the heat in in a massive way on that guy and, and trying to get him to come their way, um, and and he was able to. And they were able to, you know, to get him across the finish line and get him on campus, which is really, really important. Probably one of the more important things that's happened. That gives you Isaiah Smith, Cam Robertson, and Jafari Harvey. I mean, that is a potentially dominant group um, overall. And, and I really like what they put together there um, at the edge rusher position. And, and then when you look at the rest of the transfer group, I think a couple, you know, notes that I picked up is Savion Burr is probably going to be a, a right tackle. Um, or, or a swing, you know, six offensive lineman uh, is what it sounds like. And they're looking to, and I was talking with Garen Justice about this, they're looking to find his confidence because one thing Coach Justice told me is he, Savion Bird, has so much in terms of football IQ. And when they sat down and talked ball, he went from being a guy that they wanted and and could see bringing him in and him contributing to him being this guy that they needed and they needed to get him uh, from Oklahoma and Oklahoma with their departures on the offensive line fought to get him back. But SMU was able to slam the door on that. So um, I think expectations for me are starting to maybe tick up a little bit in terms of what Savion Bird could bring to the table for SMU. He and PJ Williams are probably going to battle for that right tackle spot uh, vacated by Hiron White. And that'll be a good battle to watch in the spring. It'll start then. It won't be one that we've got to wait long to see. Um, but Garen Justice is always tinkering with the offensive line. And, and so I'm sure we'll see some of that in the spring 
Um, and then Nate Anderson is a guy that they like a little bit more than I think people realize. You, you kind of compared him to Logan Parr. Now, granted, you have Justin Osborne, you have Logan Parr back, but there's still an opportunity there where SMU could could get um, a guy like uh, you know Nate Anderson to break into the into the lineup and, and contribute a little bit. That would be nice to see if if you're SMU. So um, we will uh, keep an eye out on it. Uh, on that front on the offensive line. And then um, Ashton Cozart uh, was an interesting one hearing Rob Likens talk about him where, you know, they recruited him for a, for a while um, when he was at Miami and they have a you know, relationship already. But um, when it comes to um, his ability to go get the ball, that was something that stuck out. Uh, to, to Rob Likens when, when watching him. And he's a guy that's got four years and he doesn't necessarily have to be um, uh, an instant impact guy because of the guys they have coming back. They, they don't need him to, um, you know, be, be, be the guy right away. But um, just hearing what Rob Likens had to say about him, you could tell that there was a little bit more um, to like about him maybe than even I, I talked about how I, you know, going to need to see it from him, but there's some, there's some film that he showed from the high school ranks that, you know, just suggested that maybe this is a guy that could end up being a, a key guy for SMU down, down, uh, down the stretch in the future. Um, not necessarily uh, in the 2024 season, but maybe beyond. Remember SMU has you know, five of six, five, six receivers that are entering their um, uh, final season of uh, college eligibility. So, there's going to be a lot of um, changes uh, at the receiver position. And as Rob Likens said, he's got a lot of work to do uh, over uh, the future uh, when it comes to that. So um, we'll be watching that closely. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that stuck out on the on the transfer side of things, but, but really not really. We've broken down that group a lot. Um, Blake Burris was obviously um, the new um, uh, new addition for the program, but – when it comes to the SMU 2024 class, we've also broken that down a good bit. Um, but Rhett Lashley, and I, I love this, this is a good question from one of our reporter friends uh, there. And and Rhett, I don't, I just don't think he likes to single out guys very often. But uh, he got a good answer out of him. He was asked, you know, what are the guys that might be the, that instant impact type of player? And uh, and this is what Rhett Lashley had to say about him. I think the quarterback in the line takes some time. So I think if you look on the offensive side, Derek McFall is a guy who physically could probably translate quicker than others, whether it's on teams at running back. Um, and, you know, offensively, you can get creative with those guys. So we're excited about him. Not to say those other guys can't, but – and then I think you look on the defensive side, um, with the depth we have in a lot of places, you know, with the depth at safety, it gives those safeties some time to develop. Uh, I think with the depth at linebacker, although I think both Brandon and Zach are really good. Don't, they don't have to be thrust into it, but you never know by middle of the season later, they, they very well could be ready to roll. And we're going to play the best guys. Same thing up front. Um, I think probably corner is probably where, you know, you could see Speedy Nettles and his length and his size that would allow him to translate quickly. And the fact that we do like the, the three or four returning corners we have, and we feel good about Deuce, but we still need that depth. So I think him or someone like A-Rod with that kind of speed could translate maybe quicker than some others. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I thought one of the most interesting things that I picked up uh, last night was SMU looking at Speedy Nettles uh, as a guy that could end up being um, used a little bit uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And some of the clips they showed of him and and look, I mean, he's a high three star for us at on three. I mean, we're looking at the rankings. We're the, we're the highest on him uh, out of anyone. But. Uh, he is from Caps, which uh, is something that is worth noting. Uh, and sometimes those guys do take a minute to develop. But that said, Speedy has the size, I think, to maybe you know figure it out a little bit earlier than than even some might expect him to. Just because he is he, he's not going to be somebody that necessarily needs to spend time in in the weight room and um, develop in that sense. Um, he he's he's going to be somebody that just can fit in physically right away, which is one of the hardest things to do when it comes to uh, college football is that uh, you've got to be able to, to hold your own physically. And, you know, there's there's very the 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 percentage of the guys that come in that are slight or undersized and things like that that end up working out. It's just it just doesn't happen as often as people want to believe in terms of the the sleeper types um so smu's hoping that that speedy nettles with his size and his his, like he's kind of like rocked up physically if he can be um uh, kind of like a a rotational guy that would be um a a bit an interesting uh early contributor option for SMU just because of as of just because as of now the cornerback room doesn't um the the cornerback room doesn't scream uh depth or proven depth in a way you have Deuce Harmon you have Jahari Rogers you have Jalen Davis Robinson you, you have AJ Davis up next it's just an interesting group to look at overall so um SMU will be um kind of keeping a, a close eye on uh on on his development once he gets uh to campus uh, this summer so uh speedy will join the team this summer so um that was one thing though they showed some highlights of him making some plays down the field that were really really impressive so um i'm i'm excited to see what happens with uh uh with uh his development he's a good he's a good kid as uh, uh ricky Henley kind of joked with with some people last night uh, he just needed to see the light a little bit, or, or it took him a minute to kind of see the light uh, there as as he went through the recruiting process since he was committed to Duke at, or uh, to Purdue at one point. When uh, I spoke with De'Aaron King, and everybody loves to talk about quarterbacks, Tyler Aronson is, is a guy that he's known, and, and I forgot about this, and I asked him, you know, the question, what was it like coming in kind of late on – Tyler Aronson, uh, when it comes to his, his recruitment. And he said, well, I've been knowing, uh, um, Tyler for a long, long time, <laughs> you know, back at Miami. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, which just goes to show at times how, how long, you know, Derek King has been around, but, um, 
you know, they had a good, they had a good um, relationship. I think the thing that Derek honed in on when we were talking was um, that he's going to be somebody that can make the throws that are uh, off schedule. And when you watch his senior tape, that's something that, and really, I mean, throughout his high school career, but his senior tape in particular, that has always kind of caught my eye uh, with him is when his body is kind of turned and contorted a little bit, he can make throws that uh, are really impressive. So they're pretty high on uh, Tyler Aronson and what he could do and develop um, uh, into over the course of his career. And it makes sense. I mean, they started recruiting him um, uh, back, I mean, at, at Miami when Rhett, Rhett Lashley and the staff were uh, at Miami. So uh, they're very high on him and, uh, he's been on campus now a uh, a few weeks, but uh, they haven't been able to see him throw in person or anything like that. The the uh, team's doing um, OTAs um, on its own right now, so the coaches will be able to be in there uh, pretty soon to see what those guys are working on. And uh, I'm sure uh, once they get into spring ball, he's going to be one of the guys that that we're going to be most excited to see, just because. You know, quarterbacks are always uh, all the rage. Uh, and I guess one one other thing I forgot to note, and uh, we've been going on now uh, on the pod for a little bit, so I don't I don't think I mentioned it, but Preston Stone won't be 100%. Um, some people are probably like, oh, you should have led with that. But uh, Preston Stone won't be 100% until um, this summer. This was all kind of planned when this surgery happened on his broken leg. He wasn't going to be a full go during spring practice. And um, so this isn't new. This isn't unexpected when it comes to, um, you know, the program uh, missing Preston Stone in, in spring ball. Um, but it'll he will be available, it sounds like, to do some seven on seven, to do some routes on air and things like that, maybe towards the, the back part of spring from what Rhett Lashley said. And so we'll be kind of uh, – monitoring um monitoring that uh when it comes to his just overall um his overall kind of just progress in recovery and things like that and we will be uh we'll be watching it closely but what it will allow is it will allow um smu to um uh get get some more um reps in for for kevin uh jennings and and allow him to um, develop a little bit more. So we'll be, uh, you know, continuing to send uh, well wish, well wishes to Preston. I saw him last week when we toured the uh, end zone complex and uh, he, I mean, he was walking around just fine. He's, he's got a splint is what Rhett Lashley called it. Um, and he's running in the uh, zero gravity treadmill. So uh, he's in good shape and uh, getting closer and closer, but yeah, it doesn't sound like he'll be doing 11 on 11 work in the spring. So uh, there, we talked all about quarterbacks. Uh, now, um, we talked about the guys that could fit into uh, uh, the team early on. One of the guys that I think is is worth uh, mentioning, uh, without a doubt, is uh, Derek McFall. And getting a chance, and this goes hand-in-hand hand with Burchard Smith and how he's going to fit in, the Miami transfer who's on, on campus now, but just – and Casey Woods talked about Brashard Smith after Kyle Cooper talked about uh, Derek McFall. And that it's basically the same 
kind of pitch and idea is that these guys can play running back. They can catch the ball as well, and they can impact the return game. And I saw Derek McFall in person, and he was on a young, young, young Tyler team, and he was kind of asked to do it all himself. And that that kind of, I think, hurt him overall as far as the notoriety, game in, game out, as a senior. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I campaigned to try to get him uh, as a four-star prospect and just list him as an athlete and get it. But, um, it, you know, it, I, I kind of get it. Sometimes guys without a position are – are tough to um, are tough to project, and and some of the hit hit rate can kind of be a little off at times. Um, but um, when it comes to his potential, uh, he is very very good. Uh, some of the plays that they highlighted and were and you can watch the film on this. So this isn't like groundbreaking, but I mean he just runs by guys, and and there's a reason why I think he's got a chance to to play early and it's just his explosive playmaking. And, you know, it wouldn't shock me if we saw, saw Brashard Smith back there returning kicks um, and then saw maybe Derek McFall next to him and just have him hand it off to him. And then you have Rod Daniels returning punts. And we saw what he can do when he gets loose on those. So it's uh, it's, it's exciting times now. And I think one other interesting piece to this was SMU self-scouted itself during the fall, during the bye week. And they realized that they had certain needs that they needed to fill. And one thing that I think the balance and, and, and I kind of think this, the, like the slot receiver position is, I mean, you add Randy Reese to the roster too now, uh, a gray shirt from the 2023 class, that slot position and kind of versatile gadgety type of player. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, packed it's packed quite frankly and but I think the thing is is that they're never going to turn down players that can play and play at a high level and you wouldn't turn down Derek McFall and that's where I think they came from when they ultimately decided to bring in Burchard Smith you know Rhett Lashley said do we have a guy that can do this against the ACC that has already done that no, the answer was no. And so um, they ended up going uh, in on him and, and wanting to, to bring him on board. So, you know, for me, I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and the way they explained it was was really kind of interesting. Just that balance between bringing in players that can help you right now and 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 also balancing roster numbers and realizing wow, we need a guy that is that good and that has done it at the ACC level. And that's kind of how they felt about Brashard Smith. So um, that that's why they brought him in. I mean, it's just that he's done it against Louisville. He's done it against North Carolina. He's done it against others. So uh, that's kind of the impact he can bring. And, and in that same light, Derek McFall is kind of the future of that type of explosive role that SMU needed to bring in in the transfer portal. And they did – with Derek McFall in the high school ranks. So um, I, I think uh, there's going to be a lot more coverage of uh, the signing class in the coming weeks. I mean, we've got between Kevin Longquist and, and myself, we've got probably an hour of, you know, one-off conversations with coaches that will be breaking out on the site. So if you're not on the, on the pony check us out a dollar for your first two months using our special YouTube channel code SMU one that's SMU, the number one, uh, 
enter it at ontheponyexpress.com. It's great seeing some familiar faces at the signing day event as well. Uh, some of our, our subscribers and good friends of the site. So um, that puts a bow on another 2024 recruiting class. But before we go, I got to remind you guys about our friends at Status Jet. Telling you, spring break is coming up. Talk with your friends, talk with your family, and re- remind them that you have code PONYUPACC for a discount on a round-trip flight with Status Jet. And you can also mention on theponyexpress.com, they'll take care of you and give you a, a discount um, on the uh, uh, with Status Jet on a round-trip flight. So just mention us, um, and we'll be able to uh, you know get you hooked up with a discount. And Status Jet has a team of, of folks there right here in Dallas, and that are proud supporters of SMU that will go down and help you through this process and and really make sure it is that personal level of approach that you expect from a private jet experience. So, so please reach out to David Henry and his team at statusjet.com. You can email them. You can grab the phone number off the site right there and just tell them on the Pony Express sent you and that you're looking to explore your options, whether it's spring break, whether it's a quick trip, we're getting to work here on the ACC options uh, for you guys. And now with the news that SMU is headed to uh, Nevada uh, to play uh, the Wolfpack, maybe we'll have to get something for that game against Reno uh, in Reno uh, lined up. So uh, we'll be talking with them about that too. some experiences for you guys on that front. So um, with that, guys, uh, the basketball team uh, won last night, Wednesday, uh, 95-69 on the road in Houston. Jordan Hoffenitz officially joined on theponyexpress.com. He had full coverage of that. The Mustangs do have North Texas on Super Bowl Sunday, which, by the way, make sure you're watching. Rasheed Rice is set to play in the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, exciting times for SMU. Unfortunately, Danny Gray uh, with the 49ers uh, is, um, uh, I believe he's injured. Um, and, and so he won't end up, uh, playing in the Super Bowl, I don't believe. So, um, that'll mean, uh, he's on the injured reserve. So, um, and that just piecing it together off the injury wire there. So I'm pretty sure I'm right on that, but two Mustangs will technically be, uh, in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Um, so hope you guys enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. We'll have your coverage of SMU UNT at one o'clock on, uh, Sunday as well. So hope you guys enjoy that. Appreciate all you guys who have subscribed. It's been awesome having Kevin and now Jordan on the site. So a trio of us now giving you guys the best coverage on the Mustangs. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We will catch you guys next week with another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on three and on Instagram at on three SMU. And keep it locked to ontheponyexpress.com for more coverage. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.